Welcome to the mikvah.org podcast. The mikvah organization has been dedicated to the education and resources for Jewish family life since 1975-5735. You can support our vital work at mikvah.org forward slash donate. Thank you for your support and enjoy today's recording. Thank you for being an active member of the mikvah.org community, bringing our podcast into the top 1% of all religious and spirituality podcasts being shared globally. In order to continue our vital work and continue with more podcast episodes, we invite you to partner with us. Please consider sponsoring an episode in memory of a loved one or an honor or schuss of someone special, perhaps a birthday, a celebration, a yardside dedication. There are so many reasons why dedicating a podcast episode on mikvah.org would be a tremendous merit for your loved one. Please reach out for donation opportunities to podcast at mikvah.org. I thank you in advance for your consideration and helping to continue the mikvah.org podcast grow. Hi, everybody, and welcome in honor of Hey Teves. We are fortunate today to be interviewing Rabbi Michal Zelikson. Rabbi Michal Zelikson is a descendant of the Atar Rebbe, Rabbi Shneur Zaman of Liadi, a Chabad scholar, and the author of a number of works relating to Hasidic thought and practice. One of his recent publications, Sefer HaMiftachais L'Sichais Kaidesh, is a comprehensive index of the spoken words of the Rebbe and encyclopedic work spanning 63 years. A popular lecturer, Rabbi Zelikson has served as a scholar in residence for Chabad institutions in the United States and abroad. His father, Dr. Avram Abba Zelikson, um, of blessed memory, was a personal physician of the Lab Rebbe for a period of 40 years. Rabbi Zelikson resides in Crown Heights, where he's a teacher and mentor to hundreds of young men and women. And today we are fortunate in honor of Kate Tavis that he will be speaking to us about Sfarim. So Rabbi Zelikson, thank you for being with us today. Um, for our first question, why is it important for a Yiddish home to have Svarim? Okay, so I'll start with a little background. Mifza Bayis Mali Svarim was one of the Mifzayim that the Rebbe initiated that people should buy Svarim and should have Svarim in the house and should study the Svarim. There is an interesting thing that happened uh, a year earlier, 1973, the Rebbe came out with an initiative, although it's not so known today because it didn't stand out as one of the Mifzoyim, that people should make libraries, public libraries, private libraries. They should have Sfarim in the house and they should loan the Sfarim out to others. And to the extent that this was Vav Tishrei, Tavshin Lamed Gimel, late 1972, the Rebbe said that there were the there will be a participation on the part of Kahas Publications uh, Publishing uh, Center that they will send out Svarim to help uh, um, get this uh, going, uh, establishing libraries everywhere. The library, the Svarim should be from all sorts of Svarim that relate to Teiru Mitzvahs everywhere and to inspire Yidin to come and learn these Svarim, in other words, in libraries, to announce that there are svarim available, that people can come in, in the evening time or whenever it's their, at their convenience to study the svarim. And uh, this is wherever Yidnar, the Rebbe continued Yutaskislev with the same um, initiative. And the Rebbe referred to an interesting concept, which is mentioned in the Talmud, in the Tractate of Ksubat, case of that Sitkosi Emedesla, his righteousness stands eternally. 
So it says, who is it? It's someone that writes Svarim and loans it out to others, which means this is something which is eternal, eternal reward for the person in, in the merit of help giving others Svarim, enabling them to study Svarim. Likewise, the Rebbe said there should also be Svarim in everyone's house. It's a special schos, a special merit for the merit for the woman in the house that immediately, as soon as one comes into the house, is a very interesting um, insight that Rebbe made here, that as soon as a person comes into the house, there should already be Svarim, which means right after the entrance, people should see there are Svarim in the house and they'll be able to sit down and learn. Swarim of Nigla and and it'll be easier for them to um, get a safer, to obtain the safer, and then it'll be a safe a house which the voice, the sound of tail is being heard there in daytime and especially at night. And as the Rebbe mentioned in another occasion, when the Rosh Hashiva once came to visit his, his student, and he saw that he showed him how proudly how the Talmud he has a set of the Gemaris, the Shas. And they're brand new. He says, I'm not happy with that. I want it to be used. I want it to be torn by using it. That's my naches when I see that you're really uh, uh, utilizing the Swarim, learning them and really working through them. And likewise, also Yutshvat, the Rebbe even went further that since Shabbos Mashalach is a Shabbos Shira, so therefore they should also have Lubavitch records everywhere in all homes. <clears throat> This is in uh, generally the winter and some of the summer of 1973. Then came Tavshin Lama when the Rebbe established the additional Miftzoim after Miftzah film, the film campaign that the Rebbe initiated in Tavshin Chavzayin, which was a Shabbos before the Six Day War. So, in addition to that, in the winter uh, of Tavshin Lama early 1974, the Rebbe initiated additional Miftzoim, Teirot, Mezuzah. Uh, and uh, and the union uh, the of uh, was basically, as the Rebbe spelled it out, in Shabbos Vayeshev. This was after the war of Yom Kippur, which took place in Etzisrael that Tishrei uh, time. So the Rebbe then initiated the additional Mefzoyim, and Bayis Moliswarim consisted of that every house should have a Sidur, a Tilim, and it's Doka Pushka. And by Chsidi Chabad, they should also have a Tanya, a Teira Eir, and a Lukuteteira, which are, of course, the discourses of the Alter Rebbe. Teira Eir is Chumish Breish Shmois, and Lukuteteira is Vayikra, Bamid Badvarim Shirashirim. In addition, a Chanukah, the Rebbe added also, there should be a Chumish, a Gemara, or a Mishnais. And that's how the Rebbe was slowly introducing the Mifza of Bayis Moli Svarim. And um, in addition to that, also a pushka, a tzdoka pushka, which uh, inspires a person to give tzdoka when they see a pushka. And as the Rebbe mentioned then in the towards the summer, at least the union of Eitanya, since it reminds us, Benegea, to the union of fulfilling the mitzvahs here, fulfilling the mitzvahs and wherever a person is. The Rebbe says practically, is uh, uh, enables a person to learn when he sees Svarim and the Svarim are, uh, is, uh, uh, are handy and accessible. It is something that makes it easier for the person 
that he can immediately sit down and learn without wasting time of searching Svarim and wasting energy. And in addition to that, the house becomes a sacred house. The Rebbe mentions when he's speaking about and he's referring to the previous Rebbe's arrest, which took place in 1927, the 15th of Sivan. So the previous Rebbe mentions, amongst other things happening then, that he took along a Sidur, a Tilim, and a Tanya to jail. And he also asked for a Chumash. And although they confiscated this for him from him, nevertheless, they, um, the ones who have arrested him re later returned it. So it was a basic Inya that he's going somewhere, he's going to the jail, he's taking along this for him. In, um, in a letter that the Rebbe wrote about Mifzayim, the Rebbe mentions Bayis Molisvarim, and the Rebbe refers to a very interesting Zayar that the Zayar mentions in volume one, page 191a, that which has a person learns Teira, which is thanks to the Svarim, and a person is uh, doing Tefillah, he throws a fear on everybody around him. So basically the Svarim is a protection for the person. It's a protection for the house, the Rebbe says, and the people in the house. And this is through having the Svarim, as the Rebbe reiterates in this letter, a Chumash, Tilim, a Siddhartvila. These are the basic um, uh, Svarim. In addition to that, on Chof Av, the 20th of Av, in the summertime, commemorating his father's yard site, the Rebbe then spoke about Svarim, that it has two, two features, two aspects. One of them is it protects the person, and the second one is it accomplishes a kapoda. A kapoda, it forgives for the wrongdoings of a person. This is basically accomplished through the svarim. It also, in addition, another occasion the Rebbe mentions, it reminds us about the other svarim, uh, the other mifzoyim through the svarim, a person becomes informed and it inspires the person to get involved also in the other mifzoyim. The Indian of uh, Svarim, the Rebbe, in, in, on a different occasion, the Rebbe mentions this is in the same sense that when it comes to Hevrin, it says that when they began, they evaded the service in the Besamikdash and the temple. So it says the first, one of the first things they asked was, is there already light? Did the sun rise in Hevrin? And the question is, what connection does it have with Hevrin? So it's mentioned that this is to remind us the merit of our forefathers our uh, patriarchs. Li li likewise, when a person has Svarim in the house, it actually inspires the person to start looking at the Svarim and study the Svarim. In addition to that, another aspect that the Rebbe uh, uh, mentioned Benigir Svarim, he referred to as bias Moli Svarim, a house that's full of Svarim. So the question is, the word Moli means literally. Does it mean that only Svarim should be in the house, no furniture, no no other uh, needs that a person need, has in the house. So the Rebbe says, when we're saying mole, that means that this is the priority, that the metzios and the basic foundation of the house are the svarim. And the Rebbe brings a very interesting uh, example from Allah in Shabbos, that when a person takes something out from one domain to another on Shabbos, which he's not supposed to do, and uh, he has something in the, in the vessel that he's taking out, which is less than a certain shear, a certain measurement, which is considered carrying. So if, although the dish, the vessel could be a very big vessel, 
a very big dish, but since what's in there, food or whatever is in there, is something that's less than the shear, then he's also exempt for the vessel because the whole vessel is basically a background only for what's in there. Likewise, when it comes to the house, although there are many things in the house, but the svarim is the priority, so therefore it's considered like the whole, the house is filled completely with svarim. And the Rebbe mentioned that many times to the extent that it's not only the priority, but it actually has an impact. It makes an impact and permeates the whole house when the svarim are in the house because this is the priority in the house. In addition to that, the Rebbe explains that the union of Svarim is from the word Sphira, which means attributes. When we say the 10 attributes as they are found in every heaven, in the higher spheres, in the higher worlds. So therefore the Svarim actually reflect the same concept of the attributes in the same sense that the attributes are a revelation of godliness, are the tools which also the, 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 and the channels through which all the, the flow and the godly energy is drawn down from one world to another. Likewise, the Svarim reflects that same idea. It's a union of uh, attributes which reveal godliness. And that is what it, what it means in Mole, that by is Mole Svarim, it is Mole in the sense that it is perme permeates everything. And that is in sp spiritually, um, in, in a spiritual sense, this means there is something which is the, the domineering force, the dominating force of everything in the house. So this is basically what the Rebbe was speaking of in the gear to the union of uh, why we need Svarim in the house. So the Rebbe mentioned on several occasions, as we mentioned earlier, the needs as it's mentioned also on Svarim also the blessing that Svarim bring into the house. Okay, so thank you. So we have all these Svarim in the house and it's at a priority um, as mothers, as we're, you know, you're talking now from mikvah.org and primarily it'll be um, mothers and women who are listening. In addition to the Svarim that we're purchasing for ourselves, we're often also buying um, books for our children. So if you can please shed some light on what the Rebbe said about children's books and, and the type of books that we're buying for our children. Okay, the Rebbe placed a very great stress on the spiritual needs of the children and in the later years that they should have their own room, their base Chabad, as the Rebbe referred to it in Tov Shin Mem Zayin, late 1986. And the Rebbe continued uh, elaborating on it and uh, referring to specific svarim that the children should have on their own. So we'll first mention in regards to the Svarim that the Rebbe mentioned that children uh, should have uh, over the years. And this is uh, this was taking place during the rallies, the rallies which took place when the children came back from camp. So the Rebbe then would speak for them at the end of the summer. And um, uh, on these occasions, there were also different directives that every child speaking about in Tovshin Lamed Vav Lamed Zayin in 77, every child should have a Siddur. And in the front of the Siddur should be written Lashem Oritzim Leah, that the earth and everything within is belongs to Hashem. And the person should write, the child should write his individual name, their individual name. 
So this is something that was 1977. We find it also in Tafshim Membeis, which is 82, that in, in addition to that, the Rebbe says that they should also have a pushka, a tzdoka pushka, a tzdoka box. And from Yemei Elul Anan, they should give tzdoka, a prutel tzdoka, a coin for tzdoka, till after Hishayin Haraba. This was interesting, that every day from Rishchidosh um, Elul through Hishayin Haraba, which is the uh, auspicious days, uh, including Rosh Hashanah, Yim Kippur, Sukkot. So Hishayin Haraba is the final seal for the new year. In addition to that, when it came in the middle of the 80s, the Rebbe also said that every child should have Agoda. They should publish Agodas. If I'm not mistaken, the Rebbe said it should be col a colorful Agoda, that it should uh, inspire the child and should um, gain his interest in the Agoda. This was in Tavshin Memchas, 1988. In Tavshin Nun, 1990, the Rebbe adds there should be also a Chumash, in addition to the Siddur and, and which you mentioned earlier, there should also be a chumish. And in 1992, Rebbe mentions there should also be that uh, in the room of every child, Rebbe sums it up, a chumish, a siddur, a pushka, and a tanya. So this was basically a rose from the Rebbe regarding children, what they should have in their room, and they uh, were referring to it as their own base Chabad. In fact, when it comes to Hanukkah, the Rebbe also asked that they should light candles at their doorposts, of course, under the supervision of an adult. So this was basically in regards to children. Now, there is a sikha from the Rebbe in regards to books, which are given to children, storybooks or picture books. And this was a very interesting sikha foundation that the Rebbe uh, placed then, established then, it was on the 20th of Cheshvan of Shindalad Mem, late 1983. I'll just read some ex excerpts from this Sicha as it's translated by Sichas in English. The Rebbe says that visual images have great impact on men's minds. When one sees what one sees and leave lasting impressions for good or bad, viewing sacred objects or images has positive benefits. Pictures of impure animals harm the mind and the soul. And the Rebbe continues that children are particularly susceptible for that which registers upon the mind when young forms an indelible impression. In the words of Shlema Melech, train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Impressions etched in a child's mind have potential effects even when older. And the Rebbe continues in the further paragraph. It follows then that one should particularly be careful of objects and pictures that a child sees. It is a Jewish custom, for example, to hang verses from the Torah or other sacred objects on the walls of a newborn's uh, room or around his crib. Conversely, a parent should ensure that no pictures of impure animals should meet the baby's gaze. Children also enjoy playing with toys such as stuffed animals. Again, only pure animals, birds and fish should be chosen. As the child grows older, it is time for him or her to learn the olive base so that the child can move easily, grasp the shape of the letters. It is usual to illustrate them with pictures. Only pictures of pure animals should be used. 
Similarly, the pictures of animals used to make many textbooks and notebooks more attractive should only be pure animals. So in conclusion, the Rebbe says, the importance of above is even more emphasized in our times, the era, the era immediately preceding Mashiach's coming. It is our responsibility to prepare for the Messianic era to taste of those things which will then be present. And one of those things will be the fulfillment of the promise. I will remove the spirit, I will remove the spirit of impurity from the land. A fitting preparation for the messianic era is to ensure where possible the only pictures, that only pictures depicting pure and sacred things be used. It's interesting, I actually skipped a paragraph, but the Rebbe does mention about a popular character in this country the Rebbe says a true thing was a Mickey Mouse. And uh, the Rebbe says other impure uh, um, creatures have also become well-known symbols. So widespread has it become that Jewish publications, which others are completely kosher, have unfortunately also become infected. But it is not at all difficult, uh, difficult task to see to it that from now and on, all the illustrations in Jewish text uh, books should be only of pure things. As the Rebbe said, the Lashon, the Yiddish, the mouth should be put, uh, taken out of the picture. So this is basically a very sensitive union. The Rebbe uh, edited the Sikha with many interesting sources, how vision has a very deep impression on a person, and especially on children where their mind is being formed. So um, uh, this Sikha was later uh, also included in the Kutisikha in volume 25. So this is all in regards to children. Okay, thank you. So we, are, we talked about, you know, the importance of Bias Mali's forum in general and about the types of books we should have for our children in their room and the type of books with kosher images that we purchase overall. And now as we are approaching Hey Teves, it is commonly known that we should all go and buy Svarim. Can you elaborate a little bit more to help us um, know why? Why are we all running to buy Svarim for Hey Teves? Okay, so basically, this is what took place. Hey, Tavis, it was late 19, actually, it could be early 1987, when um, the court case was over in regards to the ownership of the Swarim, which were the, the manuscripts and Swarim of the Rabbeim, of the previous Rebbe. And as an initiative, the Rebbe, in, uh, the next year, which was on Shabbos, the 5th of Tavis, the Rebbe then came out with the heroes with different directives. And one of them was that the Rebbe is suggesting that they should speak with uh, publishing houses and with uh, uh, Swarim sellers, that they should allow, they should make a sale a certain time in the year that people should be able to buy Swarim that were not able to buy uh, up to that point. And it'll be accessible and everybody would be able to have it in their house. The Rebbe speaks about the Shulchan Aruch, or other Svarim, because this was then uh, 500 years from the birth of the author of the Shulchan Aruch, the code of the Jewish law, whose name was Rabbi Yisuf Kari. Also other Svarim, <coughs> the Rebbe also spoke then about, uh, in the upcoming years, about a club, a book club, which would allow people to get Svarim at a certain price, uh, uh, since they are members of the club, and any, any new safer publish, they will immediately get it at, at a reasonable rate. And from this, the Rebbe says, mitzvah get, get out of mitzvah to make a sale on all Svarim and all the different sections of Teda. And therefore, the Rebbe says, this is the time to mention 
that this is also in a sense today, instead of writing a Sefer Torah, a person fulfills the mitzvah also through buying Svarim. And so therefore every individual house should have, the Rebbe says, in addition to the basic Svarim, as mentioned earlier, a Chumash, a Siddur, a Tilim, um, and in a Chassidish house, also a Tanya, they should also have Halacha Svarim that relate to the daily life, that a person should learn it from, from, from time to time in order that they should know what to do. Likewise, when it comes to Chos and Kala, that they're building up a new home, home together with, with getting the furniture, they should also exert themselves that the house should also have Svarim, Bayismoli Svarim, that the whole house is permeated with Svarim. It is also customary that the Chosna receives a Shas, brought the Talmud, and the Kala receives a Siddur uh, called Mincha. That was the time, that was in that time that it was uh, printed in Yiddish. And it speaks about all the different halachas in Jewish life. And, um, and this is the foundation of the house, bringing this in, as we see also by Hanukkah Sabayis, meaning Chabad, that there are certain svarim that are placed in the house immediately as soon as they enter the house. This is the foundation of the house. And, um, and the Rebbe continues that this, is, that this is something that they should uh, also have for the children that the children should not be afraid to use this volume. By using them, they're afraid that they're gonna wear them out and uh, later they won't get new ones. So they shouldn't feel uncomfortable. They should be told that they're gonna have a replacement and the mailer they should freely and uh, in a very gracious way, uh, use this volume, learn in them and exert themselves in the union of Lima Dateira. The Rebbe also mentioned then uh, that people should buy Svarim on this day. It's an auspicious day to buy Svarim. At one occasion when the Rebbe distributed dollars, the Rebbe said it's a day connected with Svarim. So he's distributing a dollar to everyone that they should use it towards either buying the Svarim or fixing Svarim. Um, interesting to note that the Ayem Yem of the fifth of Tevis speaks about the union of study and the union of deed. So it says that Lo'osid Lavi, Mashiach will come, we will see the unique quality of deed. And now is the union of Talmud, but however we should interpret it, it is a day of, uh, of buying Svarim and helping libraries. The Rebbe came out with a call that the people should contribute Svarim to the library, to the Rebbe's library, Sifri Sagudes Chside Chabad. The Rebbe said that there are many people that have spare Svarim, doubles, and they don't plan to use them because they have their own, either they inherited from earlier uh, generations. So the Rebbe says that if they can contribute it to the library, which could make good use of these svarim. So this was basically a time of buying svarim and the Rebbe asked that in overall that there should be a sale everywhere. So people will be inspired to buy svarim. Thank you so much, Rabbi Zelikson, for all this historical context, uh, everything that we know to do, but we're not sure why. I, we really appreciate your time. Is there anything you would like to tell the audience in a, in a closing comment? It's, um, I can just mention in regards to Svarim that the Rebbe once said that when it comes to Svarim, there was a certain person, an older Hasid, that he, uh, published a, a safer of stories, stories of the Rabbeim. And, um, and then the Rebbe urged him again, to, or he urged him to, 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 to print it already, to publish it. It was before he published it, and the Rebbe really was on his case. 
And he asked the Rebbe, what's, what's the big deal? Another Sefer comes out. So the Rebbe said, when a Sefer comes out in Kedusha, there is a Sefer less in Lu'umazah. So Bemele in negativity. So Bemele is basically a Sefer is a very strong impact of Kedusha in the world. And as the Rebbe said, the Lashen, Ich bin a chassid from Drukun, I'm a chassid of printing. The Rebbe always encouraged everyone to print, not to wait. There were times that there were people, older Rabbonim, who were not well. And the Rebbe said, take upon yourself to, com to, to complete the Sefer or to publish the Sefer that you, you are almost up to publishing, and that will help for your health. So it is basically a Laniach Brochel Beisecha. It is basically a Brochel that comes into the house with. Uh, bringing Svarim in the house, learning them, and the whole house is in a certain environment, as the Rebbe writes in the Hayyem Yem, that when there is studying of Teda every day, the whole, it pertains to all the members of the household, and it basically brings in a certain aura of light in the entire house. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today, and everyone, we hope that you're hearing this um, shortly before Hey Teves, and you can take this Hira to heart and go out there and buy sperm for your home, for your children, for yourself. Thank you, Rabbi Zelikson. We hope you enjoyed today's recording. Please take a moment to leave a rating or a review to help others find the podcast. We welcome you to support our vital work at mikvah.org forward slash donate. For feedback, please email podcast at mikvah.org. Have a wonderful day.